Hello and welcome to another Save Station Report, where this week we will be discussing such topic as the new Nintendo Switch could be sooner than we think, a Sonic event with a ton of news, and some new gameplay shown of some upcoming AAA video games, as well as impressions on things like Mass Effect and the always relevant Star Fox. I have your host Dustin, and with me is Cotter. Hello there. How you doing? Doing all right. I wish Star Fox was more relevant. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get to all that, we do have to do some house cleaning here. Uh, unfortunately, if you are keeping up with these episodes as they come out, you will know. Oh, this is weird. This is uh, the uh, this is the normal week where you're supposed to get like a full fledged episode of Save Station Radio. Uh, apologies, it's my fault. We're not ready. <laughs> the pre-2017 episode's got to be delayed for a little bit, but we didn't want to leave you guys without an episode for this week, so we thought, oh, why don't we just scrape together a report? And there's like a billion things happening anyway, so it kind of works out. So we're supplementing this in. Um, you should have that next episode. I'm hoping by next by next Saturday that should be reasonable. You'll have pre-2017 to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, so for now we're gonna we're just gonna talk impressions and and news because there's a lot of it. Uh, why don't you tell us about that Star Fox? Oh yes, the Star Fox. I was thinking about um, some of my favorite, you know, just Nintendo series. I was replaying Pikmin two not too long ago, and I'm always a huge Metroid fan. And I was like, wow, I really like the Nintendo franchises that Nintendo doesn't like. <laughs> um, <laughs> and recently, I fully completed my Star Fox collection and got every single game. So I was like, I should jump back in. I should play some Star Fox, you know, because I always like some Star Fox. Um, so I started playing, you know, just Star Fox, the SNES one and Star Fox 64. Both of those still super hold up and they're really great. Uh, and then the one I was like, hey, I haven't really tried that. It was I popped in Starlink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. I got the Nintendo Switch version with the uh, Star Fox stuff and the R-Wing figure and all that. That was the main reason I got it was the figure. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I popped that in. It's it's all right. It's what basically I would think if you took the gameplay from Star Fox Assault, which was much more like sort of level, like open level exploration styled, like it was still like the kind of all, all range mode, but you could also do the Landmaster and also had some on foot gameplay. Um, it's basically if you took that structure and then kind of fleshed it out to be a full RPG, but an RPG where you don't ever leave your ship. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's weird. Um, the controls are weird too, where it's like you use both sticks and you're not really flying like a star Fox. You're more controlling this sort of drone. It kind of feels like less than a fighter jet, but yeah, it's not bad. I don't know how much I'll play of it because it feels like the missions get kind of repetitive, but uh, it's still endlessly entertaining watching these sort of like animated human characters mixed with just sh these Star Fox characters. Like they do not mesh well at all, but it's hilarious. That's great. It's, it's That's one I've wanted to try for a while now uh, and just haven't gotten around to it. I think I even have a free PC copy of it, which is... Just haven't got around to it. But you don't um, get Star Fox in the other versions. So what's true. the point? That's true. And I guess all versions of that game were like 50 cents or something, right? Yeah, I bought the 
figure the full like inbox with the figure and everything for like 20 and that's about as much as i would spend on it 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 has seemed like that that sort of style that sort of open world exploration you know, and maybe this isn't quite it but that's that to me is seems like how you would modernize a star fox i don't know if you get that feeling too but i, I feel like it'd, it'd be really hard to release a rail shooter in 2021 or two yeah because rail shooters are really fun don't get me wrong i love rail shooters but the key aspect about rail shooters that is good is that they're not super long because that would get really boring and you can't release a extremely short game for full retail value so (laughs) yeah uh, i think the longest like like rail shooter game was the recent like star fox zero was probably the longest it could get but yeah i don't know yeah, it's an interesting problem to solve. I I wonder if 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 we ever get another one, if that's the route Nintendo will take as sort of a more exploration heavy, open world title, not a, you know, not a rail shooter. Um, but the yeah, other, that... yeah. So the other Star Fox game I played, um, just to get this out of the way, as I was playing Star Fox Command for the DS, <laughs> and oh yes, this one is wild. Uh, it's it's especially wild because there it's like a weird tactic game as part of it where you have to like move the ships to intercept foes and whatever and that's cool and it kind of makes you think outside of just the mission but then the actual missions are all all range mode stages there's no like linear stages um and it can get really repetitive. But the main draw for me is that the story makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> it is great. It has a branching storyline, something like Shadow the Hedgehog. But the yeah, storyline... <laughs> the storylines go really ridiculous. Uh, a couple of the endings I got, one of them was an ending where Slippy Toad just leaves Star Fox halfway through the plot, uh, abandons the plot completely, gets married, has kids, and then grows old. (laughs) And that's the end of his story. This sounds great. Forget the villains. We don't need them. Fox saved him off screen. We're going to go just go home. (laughs) Um, One of them was Crystal from Star Fox Adventures. She's, you know, part of Star Fox after Assault. Uh, She leaves fox because of some stupid soap opera romance garbage and she leaves and joins star wolf and date starts dating their member panther but then star wolf ends up defeating the villains and saves the day but then all of corneria and all of the lilat system just like talk shit about her for so long because she's they're like oh she shouldn't have left fox that's so dumb and they talk shit about her for so long that she leaves the entire system like leaves the solar system and changes her name to cursed and becomes a bounty hunter and that's the end of the plot it's like what the fuck this is a commentary on internet hate uh i'm also trying to get the ending there's an ending that uh fox gets really depressed and just drinks his pain away until Falco shows up and is like, hey, let's do something fun. Let's become F-Zero racers. <laughs> and then they just become F-Zero racers. Weird. Yeah, so 
it's it? wild. Um, it's pretty repetitive, and it's kind of just a mindless thing to play on my DS when I'm, you know, at the DMV or whatever. But yeah, it's it's enjoyably stupid. How is so? Is this a 3D game or is this like a 2D interpretation of Star Fox? It's I don't 3D. Think I've ever seen this? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a chunky 3D. It's um fully 3D and it has. Yes, those are the best DS games. And it has um stylus controls, which I was afraid of because I don't like using the stylus um as like the main gameplay feature because my hands get really annoyed with it, but. This one's fine because you don't have to use a lot of the buttons. <laughs> you know, with something like Metroid Prime Hunters, it expects you to use like the L button and then all of the D-pad buttons. Uh, this one only requires you to push just any of the buttons, any of them, just any of them. That's the fire button is just any of the buttons on the device. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the rest of the stuff is done with the touchscreen and it's pretty responsive and, you know, you can get some pretty accurate shots with it. So, uh no complaints here i'm also playing on a new 3ds xl so it's bigger and i can hold it more comfortably but yeah it's not bad okay cool um speaking of sort of space opera e video games i have been playing mass effect uh it's part of the mass effect like legacy legendary edition something like that i picked that up i've never played the mass effect games it's kind of a hole in my gaming knowledge um so i was pretty excited about it um, I, I guess it's not true. I tried Mass Effect 1 back in the day, but didn't have the patience for it. And I didn't get very far, as I'm discovering now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, getting back into it. Um, the first thing I noticed is that game feels old. <laughs> like, it feels very floaty and chunky. Um, it, I mean, honestly, it, ju- it just really does feel like an old RPG, which I know is like, yeah, no shit. But... <laughs> It's like you will notice it immediately is it just kind of feels like a mushy third person shooter and character movement. Like I'm constantly like, like I'm almost getting stuck on walls a lot of the time. It's, it's a little janky. Um, now, is this the, did they like tune up the first game? Cause I heard something that they were going to do that. So yeah, apparently they did do some stuff and there are definitely some effects in there and stuff. And I'm like, that definitely wasn't on the 360. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't think it's like super changed. Um, okay. Cause that was the big thing was that everyone sings the praises of Mass Effect 2, especially, and then like the gameplay of three is pretty good, but Mass Effect one, the can be really janky and hard to get into. And it's just like kind of not up to the sta- to standards of the rest of the series. So that was the big thing was like, Oh, we're going to, you know revisit the first one maybe bring it up but um yeah i don't know that could be it seems like they've done something to it but yeah so the only thing i know for sure i've heard people talk about is apparently with the original re-release if you did not pick a specific character class using specific weapons was hard like if your character class was just wasn't a sniper rifle class using sniper rifle was basically impossible um apparently they've just changed that so you could pretty much use any gun even if your character isn't attuned to it um, it just might do less damage or something. I'm not sure what the specific changes are there, uh, which I can say I'm using all the arsenal. I'm like, thank God, because that sounds annoying as hell. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's it's janky in the way too that like when you first spawn into an environment, you can like very quickly tell your character model just spawned there and drop to the floor. You know, like it's oh, got yeah. that. Like that's what it feels like. Um, 
it's just so it's so of an era and honestly a little nostalgic i kind of love it <laughs> um, um but have you gotten I, to the citadel yes I think that's really quickly how is navigating the citadel <laughs> Uh, not as bad as I remember. I remember getting very lost my first time around. Uh, I don't know if they've changed anything, but there are fast travel points where you can kind of get around to where you need to go, and there's signs through most of it. Um, it's still a large map <laughs> to walk around. Um, oh, and I know the other thing they changed struggle. because it's pretty obvious is the elevator rides. Um, you can pretty much skip them now uh, if you yeah, want. Yeah, quite have to load as much. <laughs> No, um, they allow you to choose because there are like in-world news programs playing at the same time, so you can choose to sit and listen to those if you want, um, or you can just skip it. So that seems like a good improvement to me. Um, yeah, I, I I've been enjoying it so far. I th- I've gotten accustomed to the janky ass gameplay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think it's fine for what it's doing. Uh, the the thing I love about it though is the world and the the characters i'm really enjoying i'm loving discovering all these new weird alien species they're fun um, oh have you found the keepers the keepers i can't are they the big like blob dudes no they're the little squat dudes with all the arms that just look at all the screens all the time oh little spider guys yeah yeah they're my favorite <laughs> yeah um yeah so there's, there's a bunch of really fun designs in there and i'm really enjoying all the lore i'm getting um like i'm i'm at this one colony right now where it's just this shady companies doing shady experiments and they've got all these people there and they didn't tell them about the stuff. Like, it's good. It's really good stuff, and I'm loving all of that. So it's definitely a game I'm pushing through because of the story, and, you know, I might make, turn the game to play down to easy to try to get to two. Uh, the only other thing I'll say that was a bummer is the character creation sucks, which I understand it probably sucked back then, too. Um, I tried to make my dude look like a cool badass albino, and I gave up halfway through and just went, fuck it, I'm playing as the default man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm giving up. Because every time I try, it just looks horrifying. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's one where they're like, yeah, we're going to do a custom creator, but really we just kind of want you to play as the guy. <laughs> the, yeah. the regular dude. Regular dude, apparently. Um, yeah, and as I understand it, I, I'm playing as dude. Um, but there, there's a there's a female option too, and I think there's you know two separate voice voice actors for those so if you want to go down either of those routes that's you know it's open for you um yeah really enjoying and as i understand it mass effect 2's character creation is much better and they actually give you a story reason to interface with it after playing one so i'm looking forward to that hopefully improving that experience (laughs) once i get there uh but yeah i'm i like it quite a bit it's definitely scratching uh because i've been kind of looking for something meaty deep meaty sci-fi to to bite into and it's definitely scratching that itch for me right now um the music is awesome it's like all synth and it's it's amazing so very cool excited to keep going with that uh why don't you update us on anodyne 2 all right yeah my other two games are games that we've already talked about definitely but um anodyne 2 i mentioned i was playing the switch version previously um still just kind of dipping in every now and then and it's um it's got some problems the switch port <laughs> that i think most of the console ports do but the switch port is the one i'm playing uh there's some and it's been a while and some of this has gotten patched out thankfully uh when i first was playing it 
there was a couple errors where there was a texture that just was missing. So the ground just has this big black spot where there's not a texture there. Um, That's a problem in that game because you might be like, is that intentional? Is this part of the design? <laughs> yeah, having played it before, I'm like, this is not how it's supposed to be. Um, there's another where the in the car wash, some of the like little flaps were spawned in upside down. So then when the physics apply to them, they just kind of flop over into the floor. <laughs> um, and it seems like they've patched that out, but they missed like two of them. So two of them still flopped out. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you almost had it. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I've been messing around more with the like post game content and and by that, I mean the content that you just clip outside of walls to find. <laughs> and it's been pretty fun, you know, just kind of breaking the collision to sneak around behind things and see that, yeah, they put coins out there because they know you can do this. Or finding the little um, cameo characters in the bottom of the city. Like, that's that kind of stuff is very cool. So, yeah, still, if you haven't listened to our Anodyne 2 episode, go back. It's probably still one of my favorites. But, yeah, definitely go play that game. <laughs> Did you find a Nitro Rad and she says? Yeah, they're at the bottom of the city, out of bounds. <laughs> nice. So would you say these problems like hinder the Switch version in a way you would not recommend it over the PC version or No, no, no. I think if it's I think it's a completely fine port. Like it plays about the same as the PC version. Uh everything's accounted for. There's no like frame dropping or anything, but the it was just like a couple errors that were there when it first launched and have been kind of fixed. Like that texture's back now, so you don't have just blank spots in the ground. Um, a couple of just like two of the little flaps are upside down <laughs> rather than all of them. So yeah, it's it's kind of a little bit of a work in progress, but the entire game is still about the same. Cool. That's that's good to hear. Uh, that's a that's a very good game. Yeah, we did, we did that episode a while ago, but I think we both recommend that game wholeheartedly. Um, yeah, I, I uh, I, I've been I started Yoshi's Island last year, and then picked it up again on uh, Nintendo Switch Online. That it's just a good video game. <laughs> like, I don't oh, know yeah. if I this have a... too much to say about it. It's pretty. Um, you know, if you don't know, I guess two D platformer SNES era. Um, it's art style like it it looks like everything has been drawn with chalk it's very cool looking uh, and you play as yoshi you know kind of protecting baby mario as you're getting him through these levels and yeah it's just it's a cute game um if annoying a little bit at sometimes i think some of the audio crying of the babies or whatever can get on some people's nerves but i i do enjoy that game quite a bit yeah this is a childhood favorite of mine i played the game boy advance version as a kid and um looking at the two this Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance version side by side is wild because the Game Boy Advance version is very muted in comparison. Oh yeah. It's like extremely washed out. Um, obviously the version you're probably going to play nowadays is the Super Nintendo one on Nintendo switch. And yeah, it still holds up. I, you know, if you maybe were disappointed in some of the more recent Yoshi games like uh, crafted world and woolly world, um, I still think Yoshi's Island 
or Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island for the Super Nintendo is still probably the best Yoshi game made. And to give uh, Nintendo Switch Online some credit, because I, I kind of shit on it a lot, <laughs> um, it is kind of the best way to play those games, at least, you know, without an emulator, because it's got easy rewind and save state features, and if you're like me and don't have any patience for classic games because checkpoints are thin and lives and all that garbage, it, it makes those games much more playable. Um, I know Yoshi's Island is already kind of an easy video game, but you know, if if you if you're like me and just like have almost zero patience for for that stuff, this this makes it much much more a uh, much more smooth experience, which is nice. Yeah, well, and it's also good because it has Star Fox Two on it. That's true. Uh, why don't you tell me you have Astro's Playroom on here again? Yeah, I'm. I I realized that pretty much all of my game playing the last. Because we've all, we just did this last week, so I was like, ah, what what have I been playing that I didn't play last week? Um, I got into a bit of a feeling that I was like, ah, I need a game, a very game for the PlayStation Five, you know, something to really give me a showcase for the PlayStation Five. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna recomplete Astro's Playroom. Uh, it took me just a couple hours, I think, to get a hundred percent and. Yeah, that's still just a, such a good game. Obviously, if you have a PS5, you already have it, and you've probably already played it. But yeah, uh, definitely don't skip on it if you have if you manage to get a PS5. It's it's a very very good game. It's very good. Please give us a full version. <laughs> give us another Please. one. I will buy that for full price. I I want it. Uh, it's excellent. So we both checked out the new demo for Scarlet Nexus. Um, which, if you don't know, is Bandai Namco's new action game. Um, I believe it's Character made by the game, yeah. Tales of developer, I think. Um, maybe don't quote me on that. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is the same demo that's been on Xbox for, I think, the past week. So PlayStation got it a little bit late. Um, it's uh, So the demo allows you to choose between two characters, uh, Kasane and, I forget the dude's name. I honestly could not remember any of the names in this demo. Yeah, so my first... I, I didn't get through both of them. I got through Kasani, who was the, the woman. I chose her first because she looked like a cool albino. Um, and then I played the tutorial of the other character. Um, did you? What did you do? Uh, I played both uh, scenarios. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is a character action game very much in the vein of something that you'd see out of like platinum games um the main vibe i got from it first from the trailer was astral chain which i know is kind of a mediocre one in platinum's um library the vibe another one i got from playing it is near automata it very much kind of has that aesthetic to it like with the rundown cities and whatnot like the opening of near automata but yeah it's a little bit more lively than that but yeah, yeah, it's a lot yeah, I can see that. more colorful than just that. But like, um, yeah, it's very, it's very anime, <laughs> which is not super exciting for me. Like I find, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of anime. <laughs> I enjoy a good anime, but something about the way the, the characters namely the human characters look where they all very much just look like stereotypical anime characters is very boring to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. 
Um, this is partly the reason I couldn't remember anyone because it was, um, at least in the demo, it was also kind of hard to tell who was where because sometimes they show up in like these um, digital screens and sometimes they don't. And there's some characters in... I wouldn't talk about that specifically. The the sort of like visual novel style. It's just a bunch of character models standing around and then we get like panels of them talking. It looks bad, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not against it for certain games, but this one I feel like really needs a more dynamic pres- presentation to be more interesting. <laughs> I mean, even Astral Chain had like full motion like cutscenes. they didn't res- like even if they weren't super dynamic they're kind of all standing around but they still have like animations and like they're moving like this feels very very stiff and almost it feels very budgety. budget yeah yeah <laughs> budget's definitely the word i would use um i, I will say I, i'm with you on the sort of these generic anime vibe um I, and i'm a little disappointed by that um, I'm a little more disappointed by the gameplay. Uh, it, it granted, in the full release, this could change, but we compared this to games like Bayonetta and Devil May Cry, but it is nowhere near as in depth um, so far. It's a lot of mashing square and then sometimes triangle. It's not like a light attack, heavy attack situation. It's more like triangle's kind of a backstep attack. <laughs> um, yeah. Or in so the this case was... of the guy, it's more of a crowd control sweep, um, which actually felt better. To be fair. Yeah, so I play. I did it in the same order. I played the, um, the girls' campaign first, and then the, the dude. And they are they do have different stories and levels, so it's not like just a character preference. There's, they're different characters, but the, I did find the, the guy's play style a lot better. <laughs> feels oh, it's a lot so much more... better, and I think it's because he has a big sword, and so it's direct. Like it feels more, uh, visceral hitting enemies, and so you kind of get it more. Whereas her, she's got these like, sort of floating dagger things and it just doesn't feel as good yeah and i feel like also just getting there's a lot of times where i just felt like i couldn't hit them like they were just too far away and i couldn't tell because sometimes in these games you know if you're locked on and then you press the attack button while kind of pointing towards them your character will zoom over to them and that does happen here sometimes (laughs) But sometimes it's like, I'm just hitting nothing, and I want to go that way, and he just keeps hitting. Yeah, um, it's sort of hard to like figure out how to close the gap, which series like you know Devil May Cry and stuff have you know, given you grappling hooks and stuff to, to solve that problem. Um, and you know that, that could be an unlockable. It's, it's hard to talk about one of these games when we're playing the beginning of it, <laughs> because usually they do progress with more equipment and you know unlocks and stuff. So understand that I think we're we're both aware that we are talking about the opening of a game and that could, you know, give us certain perceptions of it. Well, and also not a, not really like the full opening. Because I feel like this game starts with this tutorial, which throws a lot of stuff at you and a lot of just like button commands that you're like, here, figure this out. Uh, and then you are thrown into the mission and the mission also does that. But it feels like that could be stretched out a little bit longer to make it feel a little less, um, a little less forceful. So maybe the full game does that, and this is just like a condensed version. Yeah, it's a bad but, tutorial. Like it's just like walls of text. <laughs> yeah, it's really does. rough. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, but, but my core problem with it is just how simple it is. Like honestly, I do feel like a game like this. I am expecting a lot more death, 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 not death, death. <laughs> Uh, in, in the combat and just like mashing square is not doing it for me 
Um, it's got like psychokinesis attacks where you hold it, but all they amount to is holding down the right trigger and it kind of auto locks on. It just auto grabs an object and throws it. It's not like control where you actually have to aim and, you know, calculate throwing it and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's just got a bunch of stuff that feels a little too simple for a game like this. And I, I'm a, I'm a bit disappointed. Um, yeah, I will say the main focus of the combat seems to be um, using the psychokinesis, you know, picking up objects and then timing that with your attacks. So if you push the attack button right after the psychokinesis block hits, then you'll do a follow-up attack and it'll deal more damage and it'll fill your meter again. And if you and the inverse is true, if you throw something after dealing a melee hit, then it will deal more damage and then it'll fill your meter a little bit more. And that I found to be kind of interesting, but it gets like it's that's about it you know it it doesn't really flesh out longer than that and it's not like you can um you know throw an object and then when that collides do a follow-up attack and then when that collides throw another object and then like it just kind of ends and then you can't follow up more after that you just do a combo and then the combo ends and then you start over and yeah i definitely feel like it could use a little bit more flow um the other focus of the combat was the um, using the different character abilities. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was very strange the way they tutorialized it because they didn't tell you which symbol did what. <laughs> so they're like, use this ability. And I'm like, but what color and symbol on my HUD does that? What button do I push? <laughs> yeah. And these abilities too are like elemental abilities that will your attacks with, you know, electricity or fire or whatever. Or like one that slows down time, um, or one that makes you do double attacks. I couldn't really tell what that one was. <laughs> yeah, it makes you throw two blocks for every block you throw. It just looked weird visually. I couldn't tell if it was like duplicating those or if it was picking up two different objects. Like I don't know. It, could it just duplicates the same object, but yeah, some of them feel like obviously the elemental attack, the lightning and the fire one. Those seem to be the most useful. And then some are like contextually useful, and then some I could not find a use for at all. Um, when they force you to use one, I found it especially annoying because the one that Let me there's guess, one invisibility. in the 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 one where you speed up and oh can... really I like that one <laughs> like that like one it's was cool. super contextual but. Yeah, but you have to use it for the enemy. So yeah. if the meter is empty, then you just kind of have to wait <laughs> until it fills back up. And they don't really give you any opportunities to fill those meters. Like, it's just waiting. You just um, have to wait for them. I, I actually think it's ten times worse than the invisibility one. Because that one feels... Like, at least the other one is, like, still useful in combat. Like, that isn't against those enemies. The invisibility one, it seems like the kind of power that they put in there and then went, Oh, shit, what are we going to use this for? Uh, here's this one specific enemy, Jack of the Box style, that hides in a box. <laughs> and you have to walk yeah, up to it. Yeah, you have to, to be invisible to get it to pop out, and then you hit its weak point, and then you can attack it. It's like, why? Why? This seems like unnecessary steps. You have to be invisible, but also you have to use a, a specific attack to knock it out, which feels like it defeats the purpose of a game like this, which typically is a little bit more, you know, player freedom, where you want to use creative combos and stuff. It just felt like I was taking every enemy down the same way. I don't know. Um, but you know, again, could change throughout the rest of the game and could get better. But yeah, through this through this demo, I was not super impressed, unfortunately. 
Um, um, and I want to talk specifically about the PS5 version. Have you noticed how the PS5 controller will like click when the trigger sensitivity changes? Yes. Um, I've noticed that before and I'm like, okay, you know, whatever. It can kind of tune it out. This, every time an object that you can throw or interact with enters the screen, the triggers will have the adaptive thing switch on and you can hear the click inside the controller. <laughs> so it's That's like click, 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 click. <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't notice that at all on my playthrough. Uh, maybe I was just dialed into it but yeah it's a little weird and you can also feel it if you're kind of gripping the controller a little bit that's weird and it seems unnecessary because you're always going to be grabbing a thing so why wouldn't it just be engaged all the time that's weird yeah but like if there isn't something and you pull the trigger then they don't want the resistance there i guess but i don't know it was weird huh weird yeah yeah, it's definitely one I'm going to keep my eye on. I've been excited about this since they announced it, like, last year at the Xbox event. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely... This This is one of those demos that definitely um, deflated my hype for it a little bit. Um, yeah, when I saw the trailer, I was very cautiously optimistic. Um, I think the main thing that got me excited was when they put on those masks, and I'm like, oh, yeah, those look cool. Um, and then the enemy design, they are really like a lot of them just have like flowers on them for no reason, which I find really cool. Like their designs are really chaotic. Yeah, they kind of got um, that like it's like if uh, clickers were anime. <laughs> yeah, they remind me of sort of the design of like Madoka Magica, that anime, um, which will mean something to someone, I'm sure. But yeah, where it's like they're really flowery and then they have some like slightly human elements, but they're really weird and distorted. And um, the game also has like a little finisher animation if you deplete their stamina and you can like rip their light bulb out of them, which I found very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, the finishers looked cool. Yeah, so I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll keep my eye on it, but it might be one I wait for a price drop on. That's out next month <laughs> with every oh. other video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll definitely wait for a price drop on that one then. Let's talk news. Um, lots of things happened yesterday, but let's start with some... Let's talk about the Switch Switch Pro, or Super Switch, which is what they should call it. Um, New Nintendo Switch. Potentially being released way sooner than I would have thought, at least. Um uh, this Bloomberg story talks about it potentially coming out somewhere in October or September this year, which is a little surprising to me, considering, you know, the world. <laughs> and our, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of those where I'm like, hmm, good luck finding one. <laughs> like, they'll release ten of them and scalpers will have nine. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one will be lost to someone who wants it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a, just a tidbit, and then the other thing was like, it's going to be revealed really soon, which I mean, it could happen today as we record this Friday, late night. Um, we're kind of expecting it any day now, uh, because Nintendo wants partners to be able to show their games running on it for E3 stuff. So, expecting that pretty soon. I'm excited to see it. I'm hoping it's got a bigger screen, um, for my purposes. As a visually impaired yeah. person, that's always important to me. Um, I think we talked about this before, I think, on a report where there was 
a rumor of like the specifications where the screen was slightly bigger and had a better resolution and all that. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see exactly what happens. Um, also, as part of this Bloomberg article, and I think I saw it somewhere else as well, they're planning on just kind of phasing the original Switch out and have this be like the main Switch model that's being produced. So they'll have this one, which might be slightly more than 300, I think around like 350, 400 maybe. Uh, and then have the other option be the Switch Lite at 200. That makes sense. That's what PlayStation and Xbox did last generation, where PlayStation put out a slim model and then the Pro, and then like that original version eventually just went away. So that that makes sense. I get it. Um, yeah. So just just keep your eyes peeled on that one. Uh, another interesting tidbit from from this week: uh, Valve may be making a Switch competitor. Yeah, a um, this I pulled from an Ars Technica article, but they say, quote, a Switch-like portable gaming PC. Yeah, um, there's not a ton of news on this, but it's just something people have discovered through Steam file names and stuff like that. Um, I hope this I hope this is true. I think this could be cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think having a more portable option for my vast library of steam games would probably get me to play more of them so yeah i'd be interested um i don't this one is also set to release this like the end of this year supposedly or at least be shown so again good luck finding one (laughs) but (laughs) yeah um right now there were file names hinting towards something called neptune very a long time ago that has recently been changed to steam pal um again we don't know an official name for it but steam pal is a pretty fun name that is a fun name yeah i just like the idea of a switch competitor you know they're you know competition's good um especially if this thing is priced competitively could be interesting especially because i mean if you're playing third-party games on switch you're playing a lot of old ports and if you have these ports on pc that could be really compelling i'm Curious to see how this winds up being. Yeah, obviously the game would have to be compatible with like a gamepad already. So it's not going to play every Steam game, but the sheer volume of Steam games is enticing enough. Especially if this thing does have an HDMI out. That could be... I don't know. There's a lot of potential here. Definitely curious to see if this ends up being real. Um, Those are sort of some quick hits we have, but... We have a we got a lot of games showed off yesterday, <laughs> some showcases. Um, I think I, I think I'm just gonna start with Dying Light since this is short. Um, Dying Light Two resummerged after like years in development. <laughs> this poor so this game is, isn't already out. Yeah, I know, right? It feels like one of those. Um, they, they I just thought showed, for sure this game was out. <laughs> yeah, they showed some new stuff. They had a little event. Um, way too long. <laughs> Their event was way too long. It's one of those, they, they had like hired two hosts and had a whole set. And I'm like, wow, you don't need to do all this. Just put out a gameplay trailer. Um, but w- whatever. Uh, just some tidbits from that. There's They're re-releasing Dying Light 1 with all of its content, which I was pretty sure already happened, but I guess I was wrong. Um, called the Platinum Edition. So you can pick that up on PS4, Xbox One, and Steam. Um, but you know, it's fine. Dying Light 1 is a fun game. Um, but some stuff for Dying Light 2 takes place 20 years after the first game. They got a new subtitle called Stay Human. 
Uh, and that subtitle is in reference to the fact that your main character is infected and you have to stave off the infection, which could be cool. I don't know, um, as a gameplay factor. Um, it has a faction system, so, you know, like an RPG where you can align yourself with different groups. Uh, the, I forget if it was one of the directors or something, uh, made sure to state that the enemies in the games are not, in fact, zombies, but infected, and I hate that. <laughs> There's zombies. It, it hurts me whenever any zombie fiction media does that. I don't know why you do that. <laughs> I feel like it's because there was a huge boom in like early 2010s where everyone was doing zombies and they're like, oh, but we want to do zombies, but we don't want to just be another zombie thing. So let's not call them zombies. I'm fine if in your fiction and lore, most people like they're not actually zombies, but people in the world know them as zombies, right? <laughs> like... Like, it's just shorthand at a certain point. Um, I feel like the one that caused all this was Walking Dead. <laughs> but oh, like, yeah, where they call them walkers. Yeah, but, like, there, it makes sense. Like, um, what's his face? The author's reasoning for that was, this is a world where zombie movies don't exist. So these characters have to navigate this without any, you know, prior knowledge of zombies. So that was the entire idea, was the word zombie just wasn't a pop culture phenomenon in that universe. So, like, there, I get it. Everyone else doing this? Come on. <laughs> Get real. Especially when you do it at a press conference. Like, you exist in our universe, right? <laughs> oh, my God. It was so annoying, too, because the host was like, and you don't want to become a zombie. And then he was like, well, actually, <laughs> they're not zombies. I'm like, dude, shut up. <laughs> um, and also, I wrote in my notes, September 7th was the release date. I believe it's December 7th, so that's on me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like more of the first game, which I really enjoyed. The, the biggest problem with it was that its story was absolute garbage. Like, I can't tell you anything that happened, but gameplay-wise, it was great. Like a parkour simulator with zombies and a lot of gross gore. It was fun. Um, so I'm, I'm vaguely interested in this one. The only gameplay mechanic I saw in here that I don't remember from the first game was... If, I think you can avoid fall damage by grabbing a zombie close to a window and jumping out of a building with it underneath you, which is dumb and fun. <laughs> I like that, um, but yeah, Dying Light 2, I'm I'm curious, I hope it works out, it's been in development forever, and I will say, to give them credit with the showcase, they did say, like, we've been hit hard with COVID, so, I don't know, I feel like a lot of these companies have avoided saying that, and that was kind of refreshing, to like, hey, you know, we know, we know this has been a long time coming, and even before COVID, but COVID really did hit us, and delayed things even more, so, you know, I, I, I hope this works out. Yeah, for sure. Um, the big one, though. Horizon Forbidden West gameplay demo. Did you watch this? Um, well, I did I did watch this. Uh, the other thing, this showcase also did not need to be as long because if you look for, like, the streams, like, the post-uploads of the streams, they're, like, five and a half hours long. And I'm like, why are they five? It's because they have five full hours of just, like, ambient... Yeah, they had... Um, just panning around the environments which is pretty but like five like hours of that that's weird they usually upload because they did i didn't watch this this time but for the ratchet and clank one they uploaded 4k like here's a 4k version of it they're not do that i think for like one? one of the news outlets had a upload of just the gameplay thing but i think they just trimmed the five hours of background yeah. stuff out that's that's weird yeah this was about 20 minutes um you know if you weren't watching the if you didn't stuff. sit through five hours of just environmental shots which are very yeah. pretty i'm 
I think they look really great, but and, and I mean to be fair, for for the live event, they they told people what time it was actually going to start. <laughs> they just okay, had this out for people who were, I don't know, in there in Twitch because people like to do that for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's a shame there's no 4K version of. I was actually going to watch that. Yeah, so Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, it's something I played the first game. Uh, you have not. As somebody who played that first game, this looks fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, this game's really pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I love the difference in environment. Uh, this one is taking place in San Francisco, obviously. Um, you see the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, but it's very tropical, very green. Uh, you have these, like, deep blue ocean, too. Like, it's, it's just this vibrant, vibrant colors. Whereas the first game took place... I actually don't want to say where it took place because it's kind of a spoiler, but it took place in a sort of arid, snowy area. So it's a little more white. Um, so I love the difference in color palette. I think it's a nice contrast there. Um, it seems like they've done a lot of work to the melee combat, and it looks great. Uh, the first game kind of, the, the melee combat felt a little bit mushy. It wasn't really the focus, so that was fine. But every once in a while, you'd have to fight humans with the spear, and it just never felt super great. So I'm glad to see it looks like they've done a lot of improvements here. Um, yeah, the melee combat was what looked the best in this trailer for me. That's that's good to hear. I'm sure that they're excited to hear that too. Uh, had a very cool move where she fucking flipped off a dude and then pulled out her bow and arrow. I was like, yeah. This <laughs> there looks great. You go. Um, very, very cool looking. New, new robot dinosaurs to ride. Always a big fan. They put robot feathers on the Velociraptor. Don't know how to feel about that one. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. I love it. I love it. Um, we've seen the robot elephant before, but we never saw it in combat. That thing looks great. Um, hope we get to ride one. <laughs> I bet we do. <laughs> Very intimidating fight, though. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of the systems we're trying for the first game where you can strip off specific parts of the enemy. Like, you're knocking off like its weapons and stuff, and you can go pick them up and use it against it. It looks great. Um, they've added a grappling hook mechanic to help with traversal, but it also looks usable in combat, as well as a Breath of the Wild style glider, and it looks like you could use those in conjunction to uh, aid your mobility, which looked really fun. Yeah, I this this just looks fantastic. It was a great showcase, honestly. I, I don't know what else to say. It was just great. <laughs> Has this gotten you more excited for the series? Um, Somewhat. I think there's something about it that still feels very like very i don't know it seems like the story sequences feel very like um i don't want to just like say uncharted but like they very much feel like it and the, the thing that especially um tipped that off was the climbing I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of sick of like just the static ledge climbing, <laughs> contextual climbing. Um, so seeing that, I was like, okay, like I don't know how well that's going to work, especially when we have something like Breath of the Wild where you could just climb over anything. I'm like, if they had that in this game, then that would be a lot more freeing rather than they added, um, I believe this is an addition for this game where you can like scan the environment really quickly and then it'll highlight certain things and it'll highlight what you can climb. And I'm like, okay, that seems needlessly restrictive. <laughs> um, 
but I mean, the rest of it looks very good. I love the graphics. They look fantastic. The swimming looked decently fun, you know, which is something that's pretty hard to do for swimming. You know, if you get to a certain spot, you can like boost forward and um, you also don't have to breathe air because you have a tank or whatever. So you don't have to worry about that. There's also underwater robot dinosaurs. So like very, very good. Yep. Uh, melee combat looks great. I thought using the bow in conjunction with these other weapons was pretty cool. Um, there was something very video gamey about just this uh, glue ball that you should have out of a <laughs> slingshot. Crazy. And I'm like, okay, that seems stupid in a way that I'm kind of on board with. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, I'll probably, I probably won't get a hundred percent excited for this until I've actually played the first game. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely looks interesting. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I, this is one of my most anticipated releases. Uh, the other thing that came out of this is they didn't give a release date. Um, which I don't know what that means. Honestly, when they first did it, I was a little like, Oh, I guess it's not coming out this year. But then thinking about it, Sony is going to have a big conference with a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah here in like a month or whatever yeah so i'm a little like oh, are they just saving that as a big beat for that um which could be the case so i don't know could be this year could be not i'm really looking forward to it um yeah I, it's it's an exciting release at least for me um so yeah um let's talk about the big event we both watched uh in sonic centro sonic central uh sort of a celebration of sonic's 30th anniversary 30 30th yes that's how he that is motherfucker now. is old <laughs> he's getting up there yeah um so i have a bunch of notes here uh first thing they showed was the sonic symphony um or talked about was the sonic symphony a free performance on june 21st uh i'm not sure if that's something you'll have to register for or if it'll just be uploaded to their youtube channel hopefully it's just that um they did show a price and they crossed it out and said free so i don't know <laughs> Yeah, uh, it might just be like a live streaming thing and you have to show up, but like it'll be free and I don't know if there's registration or whatever, but yeah, it looks cool. I love, I absolutely love Sonic music, so yeah, Sonic this could be, a, great. This would be a fun time. Yeah, for sure. Um, I titled this section Sonic and Other Shit. Um, Sonic That's Cameos pretty much what the... this section was, yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, I called this in my predictions. <laughs> yeah, your um, prediction... Your prediction skill is off the charts. Nailed it. Uh, would have got the Horizon release date wrong, though. Would have thought that would have shown up there. Um, didn't predict that one, though, so I'm, you know, nailing it. Uh, so you can play as a Sonic mascot in the official Olympic video game, which is very fun. I really enjoyed watching that footage. <laughs> well, they can't just do another Mario and Sonic game because Mario died. <laughs> That's true. I just like that. It's not Sonic. It's a Sonic mascot. It's a dude in a Sonic yeah, suit. Yeah, he just wears a costume. <laughs> it fucking great. rules. It's so good. Um, uh, similar here for Two Point Hospital, which is even sillier because Two Point Hospital is a cartoony video game. So it's just it's just goofy. Uh, you can have Sonic characters there. Um, I think there's Sonic some specific... costumes for your characters. They just you can have like multiple sonic costumes and then there's also like rugs and whatever decorations I think there's also like challenges associated with it i don't know two point hospital enough to like say for sure um apparently people like that game though so that's cool um 
This is the one I'm proud of. Play Sonic the Fighters in Lost Judgment. Fucking nailed it. Dude, fucking nailed that one. Uh, yeah, so Sonic the Fighters fighting game in Lost Judgment. Uh, much like any Yakuza game, you can go to the arcade and play games there. And you can play Sonic the Fighters, which is neat. A full playable Sonic the Fighters. Yep. And then they tease some sort of Minecraft collaboration, you know, that'll probably be like their standard skin pack slash like world, pre-built world you can explore. Um, I thought for sure they already did that. I would have too. They did a Mario one and they did a Halo one. Like they've done a bunch of these. Hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, this was the, this was the big, like easy prediction for anyone out there. This was the announcement that was pretty much guaranteed. Sonic Colors Ultimate. Um, yeah releasing september 7th for playstation 4 xbox one and switch um baby sonic keychain included which is random but okay <laughs> whatever sure fine um sonic colors rise of the wisps announced which is a new two-part animated series uh they will be fully voiced uh, by the cast, so that's that's I guess that's what we saw. Roger Craig Smith saying he had returned on Twitter a couple days ago. That's probably what that was in reference to. Um, yeah, because then he showed up in the presentation again, saying like, "Hey, yeah, I'm still I'm doing this." And then here we have a cartoon as well. This um, cartoon style this is, is great, by the way. Yeah, so this is the same sort of style thing that they did for the Team Sonic Racing Overdrive shorts. Um, I don't know if you watched those on their YouTube page. That was in anticipation of team sonic racing uh and then i believe it's the same sort of teams you know leaded led by tyson hess uh they did sonic mania adventures as well so obviously always a fan um there's also the chow in space animatic for uh, christmas so that was very fun so yeah those are all fantastic um definitely go yeah, watch so. those if you want to you know kill an hour or two on their youtube channel. not even they're really short yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm I'm just glad that they keep doing this for their releases because they're very fun to watch. Yeah, and they're free. They're they're a good time. Um, yeah, two parts. The whole whole cast. Uh, part one will be premiering this summer. Uh, next one, Sonic Collection announced for next year. No specific date given on that. Uh, it'll include Sonic One through Three, Knuckles, and CD. It is called Sonic Origins. Um, and they then they said it will have more features, but did not say what those were. I hope that those are your sort of standard like save state rewind stuff, uh, plus some you know making of content would also be great. So I, I think what is going to happen, um, and I don't know how much they've confirmed. They did confirm that all of the games will be playable in widescreen, which is great. <laughs> um, it did not look like that in the trailer. They just used footage of the original games. Uh, which had Sonic 3 in 4.3, which everyone was like, why? <laughs> Stop <laughs> this. Um, but apparently all of them will be playable in widescreen. I think that means that the Christian Whitehead versions of Sonic 2 and Sonic CD will be in this collection, um, which I'm all for because Sonic 2, the Christian Whitehead version of Sonic 2 added Hidden Palace Zone, um, a scrapped level he just rebuilt and put in the game. And then Sonic CD fixes like all of the bugs that the original version had and then is widescreen and also has the option for the Japanese soundtrack, which is way better. Don't at me. So, yeah, I, I think it's cool. You know, if they if we actually get versions of these that are more than just emulated ROMs, then that could be good. 
And that's a big deal because those were locked to the iOS store, right? And Android store, yeah. Right. They were so mobile that, that's exclusive. Cool. I do well, have to say, Sonic CD was on on PC and Xbox, hmm. but Sonic Two was locked to mobile devices. Oh, sorry, listener, allergies catching up to me. Um, I do have to say, this collection does almost nothing for me. I'm super excited if those versions are here for people who wanted those. Um, I said this on Twitter. I'm a little bit bummed that we're not getting any love for the adventure games or stuff like that. I think that that is a shame. Um, oh, yeah. If I had my choice, I would definitely say give us, you know, Adventure 1 through Shadow um, as a collection or just port them separately. But, you know, I'm I'm fine with Classic Sonic. They're fun. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm happy for people who are excited for it. It's just... On a person that I was like, I was really hoping. Like, this collection was super predictable, and I think it had been leaked. But I was really hoping that it would be a bit more than just these five games um, that have been released a lot. I know Sonic 3 has been complicated, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I'm sure it'll be fine. And if it's priced appropriately, I might check it out. Um, you know, give us some cool dev diary stuff, or even some, like, dev commentary would be dope. Um, or re-implement the sonic 3 beta soundtrack that would be fun there you go um sonic media sonic racing team racing and sonic forces will be coming to playstation now and luna for the five of you who care (laughs) (laughs) amazon luna for the five of you that have that yep um so that's fine (laughs) hey if you have a playstation now card from whatever ps5 bundle you got then sure play sonic mania if you didn't already get it on ps plus (laughs) yep um some sonic mobile games are getting updates pirate themed stuff coming to sonic dash i like i like pirate shadow i was gonna say captain Um, shadow he's very fun yeah um supersonic coming to sonic forces mobile game um that seems like something that probably should have been in there from the start but okay well it seems weird because sonic dash and sonic forces mobile seem like the exact same game (laughs) i'm sure there's some differences but it's like like... why are they both separate still and still getting updated because from this presentation you know i don't know i'm so uneducated on this i don't care mobile games like free-to-play mobile games kind of gross me out but like Looking at this, I was like, is Sonic Dash like a, or Sonic Forces like a multiplayer version of Dash? Like, that's what it felt like. Um, no, because it's, is it multiplayer? Because they said well, they're they adding about these. private matches coming? Okay. It seems like they could have just added multiplayer to Sonic Dash, but they wanted the Forces tie-in when Forces came out, and then Dash is still existing, and it's weird. The only one I've played is Sonic Dash, and it's okay, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. so the yeah, private match is coming to the Sonic Forces mobile game. It's limited time, which seems very dumb. <laughs> like, okay. Um, it's not a feature, it's a benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Um, the Werehog is coming to Sonic Forces and Dash. You know, everybody loves the Werehog. <laughs> <laughs> but not Sonic Unleashed, because fuck porting that to Switch or whatever. I do gotta say, I gotta love Sega's commitment to like, no, even if everybody hates it, we're we're still using it. <laughs> Except the game, you can only buy Sonic Unleashed on the Xbox Store, and that's it. Um, the mobile Sonic Racing game is getting some free 
is getting three new tracks and a um, classic Sonic and Kart skin. This game looks like Which fun, I'm... and I'm pretty sure it's not free to play. It was part of Apple Arcade, I remember. Yeah, I think it's only on Apple Arcade, and the classic Sonic looks to be like it's his car from Sonic Drift. Yeah, which was looks cool. A Master System slash Game Gear game. So, yeah, cool, cool reference. I like the classic looking stages; those are pretty fun. Um, I believe they also said there was a couple other classic characters, so classic Tails could be fun. <laughs> yeah, but, that's cool. I've been meaning to give that one a shot for a minute. I I still haven't subscribed to. So that service, um, it's got a bunch of cool stuff on there now, though. Um, Sonic Prime. Sonic Prime, if you don't remember, is the relatively recently announced Sonic animated show coming to Netflix. Netflix, yeah, not Amazon. Um, they talked about that for a little bit. Uh, there will be 24 episodes of it, of the first season, and it will be premiering next year in 2022. No specific date or anything. They did some flexing about, like, we have members on our team who worked on Big Hero 6 and all that, so... Cool. I'm actually pretty excited for this one. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that has a lot of potential. Yeah, with the positive critical reception to, like, the Sonic Boom cartoon, I'm like, okay, yeah, this could be fun. Um, We've seen literally nothing of it, so... Um, Yeah, I'm a lot more likely to actually watch this on Netflix than I am to, like, DVR something, so there you go. Yeah, it makes sense, and Netflix has been getting into, like, video game content recently. Um, and I've been doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, Castlevania's been good. Uh, apparently that Dragon's Dogma show sucked. But Oh, well. But, you know. Witcher and Castlevania are the ones I think of. Um, they announced some new Sonic merch. Uh, there's a Sonic 2-themed toy set that has, like, the, the egg robot from the end of that game. Um, looks cute as hell. I'm... You know, that I would have. That's not. That's not like cool enough for me to like want as a figure. But it's also the kind of thing that, like, if I had that as a kid, I would have fucking loved it. So yeah, it has a little catapult that you launch Sonic at the Death Egg robot. Yeah, like I'm all over that. It's adorable. Yeah. Uh, this is the next announcement is fucking great. <laughs> we got uh, Sonic Chains, motherfucker, from King Ice. <laughs> Hell yeah! I love how the announcer too was like, for all you rap fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh sonic tails knuckles and shadow fucking great a plus work there um the obvious I, I will choice say is knuckles it should have just been four knuckles i i feel like they're <laughs> cowards they should have committed but whatever for, for all you rap fans for all you rap fans what a fucking great sentence <laughs> yeah uh that that's fun i saw some people freaking out over that so that's that's great I would also like the necklace that one of the Jet Set Radio characters have that is Sonic's skull. Um, I want a physical version of that, so Sega, <laughs> make me one. Well, if, if Jet Set Radio was a relevant franchise, I'm sure they'd be happy to oblige. Oh man, why do I not like relevant franchises? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dark, Sides 30, or Dark, Sides, Dark Horse's 30th Anniversary Sonic Encyclopedia. Or, Encyclopedia, Expedia, yes, yes. Uh, they showed that off. That that's been around. Uh, that was pre-orderable on Amazon from a while ago. It looks really nice though. Um, very cool. And then they showed off some Sonic coins. If you yeah, want, yeah, just those. neat collectible things. They're like, hey, anniversary. Let's sell some stuff. <laughs> yep. Uh, then we got to the sort of big thing, which was a new Sonic game teaser teased for next year. It is a whole lot of nothing. 
<laughs> shows. Yep, it's a CG clip of Sonic running through a forest, and then there's a cryptic ass symbol on the end, and they're like, "Okay, coming 2022 for all the platforms." Yeah, really. Um, I got to be real, kind of a flat teaser. Unfortunately, I really think they could have done a better job with that. Like, I'm not opposed to a teaser, but no, you one... see, this is a teaser. Teaser. It Ugh. teases the teaser. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all consoles, which we'll get next month. That's what they're so probably, you know, not going to be showing off the power of any systems. <laughs> uh, which I, I do think is a little unfortunate. I would like because because to me that communicates like this might be another budget title. I really hope it's not. I really hope give Sonic the love he deserves. Um, I don't know. The only thing I do like about this as a teaser. I will give it credit for. I do like that they're not showing his face. It seems to be a completely new design for Sonic, which could be fun. Um, they showed his face. No, they didn't. They just showed like the bottom part of it. Like they're deliberately hiding it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. And I'm into that. Uh. You know, kind of a more complete reboot thing. Even though they've, you know, quote unquote complete reboot Sonic like nine times at this point. Sure. Whatever. Um, no, you don't understand. This is Sonic Next Gen Two. And it's going to be a sequel to Sonic Next Gen, released in 2006. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Sonic. Uh, yeah, I you know, nothing to go off here. Nothing to, like, criticize or nothing to be excited about. It's just the name of this game might be Sonic Zap or it could be Sonic Rangers. I don't know. Um, yeah, Sonic symbol. Rangers was pulled from, like, the website source data. Yeah. And then the symbol at the end of the trailer kind of looks like it might say Zap. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I spent a good long time just looking at the symbol, trying to glean any information from it, and there's none. <laughs> I, I like Zonic Zap as a name. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what this game will be? Uh, I will say the trailer with him zooming through the forest does kind of communicate boost formula. Which again, yeah, maybe. maybe don't read too much into it because again, it's just a teaser ass teaser. But it's a teaser teaser. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say that's Sonic related? Um, Sonic Colors Ultimate looks cool though. That's that was the big thing that I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, that game's um, gonna look great in HD. Yeah, this was originally only ever released on the Wii, so. Um, and the Wii could only output, what, like 720p maximum? No, I think it's 480. Yeah, I think it's 480. So this is great. Uh, seeing this game in HD is like, wow, this is what it could have been. Um, plus, you know, having it on other consoles that isn't just the Wii is always good for, you know, preservation and whatnot. So. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be an exciting release. Um, I forgot to put it on here, but I did want to mention real quick um what the fuck fortnite you ever hear of this one fortnite this little known game oh the indie game fortnite the indie game fortnite uh, apparently not satisfied with uh crossing over with movies tv shows other video games and comic books they want to get into the realm of novels <laughs> just, just book ass books book ass books um yeah apparently fortnite's gonna get some mistborn content which i fuck <laughs> like that's uh that's a wild thing to me. Uh, I don't know if that's as mind blowing to other people, but 
I, I'm super curious to see what that ends up being. Um, they posted a quote from Mistborn without saying anything, just the quote. And yeah, it seems like we're going to get Mistborn characters in Fortnite. I, I really like those books. So I'm curious to see. Um, I've always said I think Mistborn would be a great video game if somebody would make it. Uh, I don't think Fortnite's going to translate that. I think it's going to be weird to see those characters running around with guns. <laughs> but whatever. Um, well, it'll still be in the Fortnite style and it'll just be skins. But like, yeah, that's yeah, the thing I mean, I'm that's... most curious about is like, are they going to like, how are they going to design these characters? Because there, there's like artwork on the front of the books, but from region, they, they look different. Like the UK covers look different from the American covers, so there's not like a standard canonical look to them. Canonical look for like Vin and Kelsier and all that shit. So like, I don't. I'm really curious to see how they go about this. Yeah, a weird thing for sure. Yeah, it's super interesting, uh, and I'm also kind of curious. Like, and I haven't looked to see if there's any been any additional details to, uh, announced, but like, Mistborn is part of a universe. So like, is this going to include? things outside of mistborn as the series i don't know it's it's weird it's a it's a weird thing i think it's cool i'm curious to see what it looks like but yeah just super interesting um mistborn's fun if you want a fun action adventure story um and this yeah. is our book review this is uh my my book review my full critique of the mistborn trilogy yeah, it's pretty good. Some a little bit, a little bit of YA stuff in there that's a little annoying, but for the most part, I really like those books. Okay, um, what, what? How are how are we? How far are we into this? Pretty far, I think towards the end. Pretty far. Um, we didn't really have a big topic for today, just because like, yeah, we're just trying to get you guys out an episode so we don't miss a week and you know talk about this. But you know what? Real quick, um, we don't have to spend too much time here, but either he's coming up. Uh, we got a bunch of big games coming out. What are you looking forward to in terms of games, in terms of in terms of like actual releases or just seeing something in the coming weeks? Um, so I mainly want to just uh, real quick. I want to mention the absolute hilarity that is both E three and Summerfest claiming that Xbox is part of them. <laughs> God, that was funny. Oh God. Yeah, they're totally here for us. No, wait, who? Um, but speaking of Xbox, uh, I really want to see the gunk. Oh man, the gunk. Yeah. I want to see the gunk. We got to see the gunk. That's, that's definitely got to be shown. I bet. Um, I'm super curious to see how they handle Halo Infinite. That's, do you think that they're going to show us the exact same demo they did last year, but go, Hey, look at how much prettier it is. No, I think we see more of it. I don't think they would do that. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, that would be interesting, though. <laughs> uh, they better keep Craig in that fucking video game, though. Oh, I love Craig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, my most anticipated release is coming out here in a couple days uh, with Ratchet and Clank. So that's, that's definitely the thing I'm looking most forward to, video game-wise. Um that sounds so soon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious to see if we end up seeing God of War in the coming months. Yeah, that could be... That's very likely to be shown in some capacity. Not, yeah. like, full gameplay trailers, but something. Well, and I'm curious because they announced that game for this year. 
when they announced oh. it. Oh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. was insane. Like, I think everybody in the world looked at that and went, no, what are you doing? <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, they're like, 2021. And, I'm like, no way is that happening. Yeah, especially now that we're halfway through the year. It just feels ridiculous. We haven't and seen silly. it. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. So, but but it does communicate somewhere along the line. Somebody thought this game's coming out in 2021. So I think it's likely that we see a full gameplay demo because this game might be coming out first half of next year, maybe. Um, just speculation. I don't know. I, I would like to see that and see what it looks like for next gen. I would also like to know because there were rumors floating around if that thing is coming to PS4 as well. <laughs> that's interesting yeah that's interesting oh a tidbit too i wanted to mention sonic uh you know sonic zap or whatever whatever that game is i think that's the furthest out game we know 2022 and it's still coming to ps4 and switch and xbox one (laughs) so yeah so something maybe they they've just been working on that right they already have kind of ps4 versions they're like yeah let's just finish that yeah i mean i think it just communicates though that we're not letting go of that generation just yet um well no and i i think that's completely fine because a lot of people own those and a lot of people can't get the new generation because they're just not available so oh i agree it's just like there's been so much speculation about like when's the true next gen starting and it's just like uh, maybe wait a little longer specific games like ratchet and clank will probably get you covered but like even horizon forbidden west is coming to ps4 um i wonder if the ps4 fan is gonna like that but ooh, that, uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh. that that some bitch can scream yeah if you don't own uh headphones <laughs> and you're gonna be playing on your ps4 somewhere maybe consider picking some up um or some earplugs or something yeah <laughs> So, with this Switch Pro coming out, potentially coming out September or October, do you think we get Breath of the Wild 2? Um, this, by the end of this year, probably not, but we might see it at E3. I think that is definitely a possibility. Okay, you know what, better question. Do you think we see any sort of dedicated launch title for that thing? Hmm, that's tricky. Um... We know Pokemon, the new open world one, that's coming out in January. So it's Pokemon not that. Arceus. Yeah. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Which, by the way, those remakes and that game are like three months apart. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Pokemon. <laughs> Which I, I know it doesn't matter. I just like, man, I hope you guys don't burn out your fans, but I guess whatever. It's Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> they can release shit all the time. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess you know. I guess Nintendo can go. Here's our new console. Yeah, we don't have any games launching on the same day. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> Here's how the Korok Village in Breath of the Wild looks on the new one. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right about Breath of the Wild too. Uh, though, who knows? That game's been so silent. <laughs> yeah, I think we see something of it, but I don't think it'll be out this year. Yeah, honestly, I've hit the point where I wouldn't be surprised either way if they were like. It's coming out launch, or uh, look for it March or April next year. <laughs> okay. Um, because they said that when they did the Zelda thing and they announced uh, Skyward Sword HD, they're like, we don't have any news on Breath of the Wild just yet, but, you know, hang in there. Yeah. So I think, yeah, E3 is definitely a good place to show it. Um, or, you know, just it's Nintendo. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
and maybe too if they're gonna release some sort of Zelda more classic games on there, like a um, you know a Wind Waker HD plus Twilight Princess pack or whatever, maybe they would want to like leave that. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't see. We, I don't see them having another HD version with so close to Skyward Sword. Like I think if we get Twilight Princess and Wind Waker or Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, then that's going to be later. Yeah. Uh, well, I think if they do that, if it's this year, it'll definitely be in the fall, um, probably towards the back half. Um, which I don't know how they look like. I don't know how they're handling their anniversary stuff. I guess they could release that stuff early next year too and still be in the time frame that they established. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Oh, no, I guess they already said Splatoon 3 was 2022. I got excited for a minute. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I have to obligatory say uh, Spyro 4. <laughs> Man, I sure hope so. <laughs> Spyro 4? Question mark? Um, Tony Hawk? Question mark? Tony Hawk? <laughs> Tony Hawk? Question mark? Did you see? I didn't put it in news because it's kind of uh, weird, but... Um, I think it was the drummer for CKY, like that old pop punk band was on a podcast and they were talking about how they were in Tony Hawk's three back in the day. And he was like, and he mentioned something about, yeah, and I'm pretty sure we're in the new one too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Hmm. Which is interesting. I'm we'll see because they were in one plus two. So I'm, Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. E3, video games, they're cool. They, they are right. <laughs> yeah, I think I, video I guess games they are can right. stay. <laughs> it might be a thing. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll let them stay. We'll let them stay. Uh, all right. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, um, check back. Hopefully by next next Saturday, we'll have Prey 2017 up for you. And then Fury is the next game after that. And then after that, we are starting our Spyro Marathon um, with Spyro the Dragon, which is very very exciting um so yeah i hope you enjoyed the episode uh, if you'd like to keep up with the show and updates and all that you can follow that at safe station radio on twitter connor runs that account connor where can the people find your personal account on twitter uh i'm at connor for ssr i also run the at safe station pod so um there's some overlap there but yeah uh where can they find you they can find me at Dustin H Dragon on Twitter. Um, and as always, please be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. Bye. <laughs>